Good morning, everyone. Happy daily drop-in on Christmas Eve. It is Friday, December 24th, and Brad Hughes and I are going live to kick off not only your morning with typical daily drop-in, but kick off the day that many, many, many people will be tracking Santa. We are so excited to have a little bit of a goofy show with you, so please go grab your hot chocolate, add some more whipped cream. I definitely need some more here, and then we will get started with maybe a little bit of a wacky show, but good morning, friends. Good morning, good morning. We are tracking Santa bright and early, and we already have people in the comments, Brad, saying Merry Christmas Eve. We know that not everyone celebrates Christmas. We totally understand, but we are going to have a little bit of a goofy show playing into the fact that Santa is going around the world. Brad Hughes is here. Brad Hughes, are you in contact with the North Pole? Yeah, thanks. I, Ray, I've just been in touch with NORAD, uh, uh, powered by Google, and uh, Santa is now uh, between the Sakhalin Islands of Russia and he's approaching uh, Japan via the archipelago of Magadan, Russia. And from there, uh, Santa will head south to Micronesia. Uh, and he's going to visit uh, our friend Donna in Australia and our other Australian friends. And uh, yeah, he's on his way. We'll, we'll, I'll check in regularly with updates uh, on our Santa tracker. And our viewers can see Santa tracker live on the big screen there. there there's the jolly old elf himself. I know. I really do love that Nora does that. And I think it's uh, I think it's so funny. We may not keep this up the whole show, but I do have to tell you, if none of you have been to this website, there are so many different things that you can do, not only to look at Santa and all of the incredible reindeers, but also you can explore where they are. You can look at um, learning about the different countries that he's visiting as he stops. You can zoom out and zoom in. Uh, there's a lot of little fun things to be had. So I do have to say, Brad, I'm a fan of tracking Santa on Christmas Eve. 360 million gifts delivered and counting, Ray. And uh, it's incredible, the technology that we have. I mean, we we take for granted the, you know, the opportunities we have to connect online through Daily Drop-In and with Zoom and Google Meet. And we've got this system of satellites that can literally track Santa's every move second to second uh, and keep the world updated on, oh, he's crossing over some land there. It looks like Oh, Antarctica. Wow. Incredible. So uh, Santa, Santa's on the move. And I'm just grateful that we've got the technology, the satellites and the wherewithal to see his travels across the world. I couldn't agree more. Holy cow. I can't believe it's already Christmas Eve. We've been talking about kind of like how stressful this school year has been. We've been talking about how excited we are to kind of come together on this day and have a little bit of a goofy show. I can't believe it's officially here, Christmas Eve, friends. People are on break officially. Hopefully a lot of people are sleeping in, but we have a lot of people live with us this morning. So y'all, why are you awake? Go back to bed. Ray Hewitt, I've got a small holiday bone to pick with you, and that is that you've been telling viewers for the past two weeks that, that I had a, a, a Canadian-sized fit when I learned that uh, Daily Drop-In would not be going ahead on the 24th, I, I seem to remember a conversation a little bit differently. Uh, maybe it was Ray Hewitt that was insistent that, hey, there's no daily drop-in on Christmas Eve. we got to fix that. I remember you making a change to our Google Calendar, putting the episode back in. So I just want to challenge you. I'm, I'm excited to be here with you, but I, I think that uh, 
the uh, Christmas Eve and holiday spirit really got you too, Ray. You know, I do have to say, I, I, I'm going to let our viewers believe uh, the, the real story. They know us well enough to know that, that this is all your fault that we're live right now. Yeah, I, I just wanted to challenge a little bit because it sounded like I had a holiday hissy fit when I found out that Brad Hughes' episode was being canceled. And, well, yeah, I might have had a small one, like a little little small present under the tree-sized hissy fit, but not a holiday-sized hissy fit. Anyway, no, no, no. I'm excited to be with you, friend. This is awesome. No, it's going to be so much fun. And I do love, we have people in the comments, Alex especially is commenting, saying they didn't even really sleep last night, but he got up specifically because he knew that we were doing a Christmas Eve special, so... <laughs> I I had the kind of dreams that reminded me that I was eager and eager to wake up and and worried about not waking up. Have you, have you ever had these dreams, Ray, where something important is going on and you're rushing and rushing and rushing and and, and you miss it, like you just miss it? Yeah, it's those days where you yeah. set an alarm because you know you have something special, and that's the day the power you know the power goes out and the alarm doesn't go off, or you accidentally snooze it and you fall back asleep. Like those are the worst mornings, Brad. My dreams were about missing university exams, Ray. I'm not sure if you have this recurring dream, but I have these recurring dreams where I know an exam is coming up. And it's usually a combination of me, for whatever reason, not going to any of the lectures and yet having to go to the exam and then missing the exam. And um, yeah, that was my uh, experience last night. So I've got the hot chocolate going here. This is going down really well, by the way. It's amazing. I'm going to get you to pass me the whipped cream a little bit later because my whipped cream is kind of all frothed away. But anyway, I'm excited and eager to get the show started with you today. I know. I do want credit. I did. So, Brad, you know that our, you know, production team that sits behind the camera and makes us look good. Um, they're really busy with their roles and responsibilities of how they make the show work. So I made two hot chocolates because I was pretty convinced that within the first 10 minutes, this first one would be gone. And I was unwilling to ask, you know, our production manager to go make me a hot chocolate. So, I have two here. So I will say the whipped cream doesn't nearly look as pretty as it did 10 minutes ago. I don't know why. I mean, I, I made it all all pretty. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I had a little bit of a whipped cream uh, incident prior, just prior to going on the air. And I'm, I'm grateful to my production team uh, here in the Great White North for helping me. Like you might have seen the, the stunt where you get a whipped cream pie in the face. And, and after I opened the whipped cream, the whipped cream, anyway... Uh, it, it looked a lot like that. It looked a lot like I'd, I'd been on some kind of kids television show or I, I, I'd lost some kind of bet at my school. So my production team got me cleaned up as quickly as possible. Just And I, I think I've got a, still a little bit of whipped cream in my ear there and I, I might have a sprinkle up my nose. But maybe that's too much information to share at uh, 6 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Eastern. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, Daily Drop and we're here to talk about the hard hitting news. And if you mm -hmm. have sprinkles in your ears and whipped cream, I mean, I get it. This is important, important information. We're experiencing a, a critical marshmallow shortage uh, in the Hughes household. The uh, holiday pantry was sadly uh, devoid of marshmallows. And some of our viewers and listeners may say, well, that's on you, buddy. I mean, you should have gone to the store and made sure you were stocked up on marshmallows, whipped cream, uh, sprinkles. And and, and I, I really can't fault uh, my production staff here for not having a second mug of hot chocolate here for me. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, I did have the holiday antlers on as well, Ray. And then I realized that when I have the holiday antlers on, I actually have to stand as, or just have to be still. And I, I like to be animated and just, but however, I do notice that when these antlers are on my reception to Santa Norad updates is, is significantly better. I just have to, if I can just, just adjust this one here, uh, there, perfect. Okay. Crystal clear. Yeah. Crystal you know. Clear. It's technology these days, Brad. You know, it's yeah. like always, oh, there's always something finicky with our technology. I think the antlers look good, but I will say it almost looks like a Christmas bow. 
for how how it looks right now. So I really like the variety. People might tune in and say, oh my gosh, Brad has this wonderful Christmas bow or oh my gosh, Brad has plaid antlers. Yeah. And for, for uh, those who are taking advantage of our time shifting option, and you're listening to this later, uh, picture my antlers with an LCD screen. So the antlers have LCD screen and they're broadcasting live updates of Santa uh, now heading for Queenstown, New Zealand. He'll be there in two minutes um, as well. In the background, there is a full screen picture of Santa. Uh, and Santa celebrations all across the world. So, But that's only for those who are listening later. Our viewers will not see that because, of course, Ray, that'll be added in post-production. Well, and there's got to be a little bit of magic today, Brad. You can't just assume that everything you see is actually what it is today. Today is a day of magic and enjoyment and celebration. I mean, I have to tell you, Brad, I did not grow up celebrating Christmas, but mm -hmm. this was this is my favorite day of the year. We get to track Santa all day long. Ray, I was uh, I was pleased to learn more about Hanukkah after uh, I mean staying in touch with you over the daily drop-in, and I'm I'm curious about how you and your family maybe have blended or shifted or acknowledged or welcomed a variety of festivities into your home, recognizing that you don't celebrate Christmas as a focal point of the holiday. Yeah, no, you know it was always it was always enjoyable. We had um, friends that were essentially family, and we saw them as other parents growing up, and. While it wasn't our holiday, we definitely celebrated the Christmas holiday with them. Many of them mm -hmm. celebrated the Christmas holiday. And so um, there was always something to be celebrated with the perspective that it was always more fun to celebrate with others, even if it wasn't a holiday that we were directly connected with. So I'm a huge fan of Christmas. I will say I have no plans today and tomorrow, which is kind of nice. I think I'm going to have some lazy days ahead of me, but um, definitely not complaining about that and excited to celebrate you know, the holiday that many, many of my friends are celebrating by tracking Santa, enjoying family time and, and all those good things. What are your traditions, Brad? I, I think I'm learning a lot that every single family has different traditions and those traditions start and end at different times over the next few days. I, I need to know more. Uh, just as we turn the calendar page uh, from October to November, when, when Halloween decorations go away, at our house, that's when Christmas decorations start to go up. And it's just a way of anticipating the season with a lot of excitement. It's also a really welcome distraction and provides something to look forward to. So uh, my wife, Jennifer, does an amazing job and it's really her passion. Well, I, maybe she won't say it's her passion. It appears to be a passion, but it makes a big difference in our household. Uh, the tree, we, we have an upstairs and a downstairs tree uh, and uh, we have lights on our house and we have a lot of decor. Uh, Jennifer has a daycare business in our home. And so she wants to make sure that, you know, the holiday season is something that her little ones in her care look forward to. Uh, and it's all about, you know, creating that, um, that safe and welcoming environment. So when families are dropping off, their kids are picking them up. Um, they know that it's anyway, it's a, it's a household where they're hopefully, you know, they, they sense that there's a warm and welcome feeling. So, uh, Christmas Eve is at, uh, traditionally at, uh, Jennifer's parents' place. So we'll be heading there. Uh, tonight for a small gathering. And then um, uh, 26th is Boxing Day here in Canada. And so Boxing Day is a traditional time for uh, the Hughes side of the family to get together. So we're going to see my mom uh, in uh, uh, on Boxing Day, the 26th. So it's Jennifer's family, Christmas Eve, your immediate family, stay home, enjoy the festivities on the 25th, and then Boxing Day, the 26th, you guys go see your family. That's right. Uh, for many, many years, it was Boxing Day was a time for us to get together with our extended family, including my aunt, uncle, cousins, and also my grandparents. Uh, and uh, a very specific, huge tradition that has 
passed by the wayside, and some will say it's 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 <laughs> they're they're glad that it's passed by, is is making oyster soup or oyster soup stew. So yeah, so uh, my grandfather or dad would go to uh, a specific seafood place in downtown London, Ontario, uh, every year for they're on a mission to get the freshest oysters they could. So the oysters would come back and we'd make a, a soup or a stew with uh, milk, oyster, basically milk, butter, oysters, salt and pepper. You'd have it with crackers and it's not for everyone. And uh, it, it, for us, it was definitely an acquired taste. But again, those special traditions that kind of make your family unique. <laughs> Brad, I think, okay, so I'm going to get so off topic, but we have to talk about this oyster soup. Yep. I think that every family should have an absurd tradition that like not everybody enjoys so mm -hmm. that you can joke about it and talk about it for years to come in my family. And I know this is a different holiday, but over Passover, which happens near Easter in April, my family traditionally takes a day off of school. They pull the kids out of school. Mm -hmm. We all went to our grandma's house. This was, you know, when we were children and there was all the cousins. So you had like seven kids and five adults and everyone made gefilte fish do you know what mm -hmm. gefilte fish is sure do yeah tell 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 me and tell our viewers and listeners more about it yeah for those of you who have not had it i don't actually know that i'm comfortable recommending it to you it is <laughs> it is a um concoction of three different fish that are essentially massaged together after being ground up and yeah. you add carrots and and celery and onion and salt and pepper and all these things but my family really believed that like it was best done with your hands, you know, like, like, you know, your sleeves rolled all the way up and yeah. it takes hours to not only mix it, but then you kind of cook it in a soup, um, a broth. And so it cooks for like five hours. I mean, it's like unreal. And then it tastes disgusting to be honest mm. with you. It's a terrible, terrible dish, but <laughs> it's funny. You were talking about like oyster soup. It might be good. Might, like some people enjoy it. Same with gefilte fish. Like some people enjoy it, but holy moly, that is these traditions we have that that nobody necessarily necessarily all likes the food, but the tradition itself is kind of fun. Here's the thing: is if you can picture uh, your gefilte fish tradition, and I picture my oyster stew tradition, do you picture a lot of people in the same spot, maybe in the kitchen, or some others are in a different like? But but there's a lot of people gathered for this to happen, yeah. Yes. And a lot of like people making faces. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. So that's the thing. It's probably not the food. It's, it's the people. And that's what I'm just reflecting on right now. It's, you know, in, in my family and in yours, it's, it's the people in the kitchen. It's the anticipation of coming together. It, you know, that these particular traditions are not for everyone. Like the, the, the taste of the food is not for everyone, but the op opportunity to come together to, fulfill this tradition like we we knew as kids and i know that my parents knew that this was an important tradition for my grandparents my dad's parents and so you know that you're kind of paying their hope and excitement about this tradition forward by by getting as invested in it as you can so yeah not everyone in my family enjoyed the taste of it but i i can remember really vividly just kind of the warm uh conversation and you know we some of us in the background would be kind of shaking our heads and but anyway, everyone would be looking at the pot as these things went in and uh, and serving it up later around the big dining room table. Uh, those were some good times. I did always enjoy that, Brad, when when you like spent hours and hours making this. You were in the kitchen. You know, there's always funny jokes and maybe you're bringing you're ordering lunch and everybody's kind of enjoying the day. 
And then it actually is the time to eat. And, you know, it's being passed around the table and everyone's like, Ugh, I don't want this. And then somebody turns to you and goes, didn't you guys make that last week? And you're like, yeah, trust me, you don't want to eat it. Seeing lots of our uh, our Teach Better family and viewers uh, letting us know about some of their traditions, uh, Alex uh, reminds us that uh, a ratio of one pie per person is part of his holiday tradition. It's all about the pie. And Alex, I'm right there with you. I, I, I love any kind of pie with or without toppings. Alex also mentions that not as many people know about uh, the reindeer droppings candy tradition. And I'm familiar with that little reindeer toys that, you know, have little jelly beans come out of their rear end. And uh, it's, it's gross, but fun and tasty. What do you think, Ray? Uh, reindeer droppings. You know, there are so many holiday celebrations. <laughs> I think teach their own. I don't know that I need to eat any reindeer droppings. But then again, Alex, if we were together celebrating the holiday, who's to say? Maybe maybe I'd try it out. Maybe I'm not exposed to all the fun that everyone's having. I would love to hear <laughs> any traditions that you guys have. Not only, maybe, I mean, not only for Christmas. A lot of people are celebrating that over the next few days. But for any holiday, if you have family traditions, Brad, I love your focus on being around the kitchen. That is a big yeah. focus of our family Regardless of a holiday, we are constantly in the kitchen. That's that's the meeting space of everybody um, as our preference. So, is your family the same way? Yeah, it's the same way. And certainly pre-COVID, it was that was exactly where we're at. And uh, I know that when we get together with um, my in-laws tonight, uh, there will be action in and around the kitchen. There'll be folks sitting around the living room chatting. There'll probably be football or other sporting events uh the world junior hockey tournament is on which is a big draw in our family too so yeah it's wh wherever you are it's the opportunity to gather and certainly covid has absolutely impacted how when and with whom we gather uh the opportunity to gather even if it's virtually using zoom or google meet is also a real boon in these times so you know i'd say wherever you are and with whomever you are uh just stay safe and enjoy the opportunity to, co to connect as best you can Oh, so important. Yes, please be safe over the holiday season. We know so many of us are still very, very, um, you know, cognizant of the fact mm -hmm. that COVID is not gone. Everybody needs to please, please, please be safe. And of course, let us know if you need anything. Mm -hmm. You know, Alex is saying that there are some really beautiful elements of this uh, peanut butter, almond, bark, rice, crispy, marshmallow concoction of reindeer droppings. It sounds much more appealing now. Yeah, we're really getting the poop on this situation with uh, with Alex and the reindeer droppings. And it, it, it's good to know that there are some holiday staples there. As you said, the peanuts, the almond bark, any combination for me, Alex, of caramel chocolate and uh, and nuts, maybe almonds or uh, or or pecans. Any of those things are, are are absolutely something to be celebrated, no matter which end of the animal they come out of. Guys, I think we need to head into a good news story. I'm not talking about poop this morning. It's not happening. We got to get into something else. We'll be right back. <laughs> Brad Hughes, we got some exciting holidays today. We have good news stories. And I have a huge celebration that is not Christmas related. A huge celebration. I can't wait to dig into celebrations. And I tell you, I've gone all the way to the top. Well, the, the top of my good news world to get uh, some good news, a uh, good news story for us today. So let's dig right in here. I cannot wait. Okay. I don't know that this is appropriate to share on Daily Drop-In. I have not gotten the permission of Katie Miglin. So we're just going to assume Katie Miglin is not watching. Katie Miglin is a member of our Teach Better team. And she sent me the best photo ever. It made my entire day yesterday. 
So I'm so sorry if I'm not allowed to share this, but I don't care. So Brad Hughes, you have children. Yep. Wasn't it such a big deal when they lost their first tooth? It was a pretty big deal. Uh, the tooth fairy came. Um, however, there were no fireworks. There were no you know parades. But, you know, we, we celebrated it. Yeah, absolutely. How about you? Understandable. So we had some conversation around that Katie's oldest um, had a loose tooth that was like, you know, when it's loose and you just got to pull it, but you know, the, the child may not want to pull it. And yep. it was this long, it was this joke that like, we're waiting for the stupid tooth to fall out of our mouth. Yesterday, the tooth is out. We are so excited. Congratulations to Harper. Outstanding. Yes. So cute. This was like the best photo of all time. I'm so glad the tooth is out. We are thrilled. And Ray, I think I can confirm that Katie is with us. Uh, she is one of our uh, viewers and uh, Teach Better family uh, Teach Better team members, and she's also Facebook user today. Uh, so, Katie, thank you for the permission to share that. That's amazing news, and uh, you know we welcome all celebrations. And if if it's you know if it's worth doing, it's worth celebrating. So no matter where you are, what you're doing, you know whether you lose a tooth or your first this or your family that, it's it's just incredible, and we're grateful to share with you. I'm just saying, Brad, you know, yesterday was Christmas Eve Eve, which in my household was a day that we celebrated because we got all the extended, you know, family friends together yeah. and ce to celebrate Christmas holiday. And um, we did, you know, a very casual day. It was very fun, though. We didn't really see anybody because of, you know, the restrictions. And I was sitting at home preparing for our show. And when I got this message that the tooth was out, I'm telling you, that was the highlight of my day. It was the best, best news ever so and how could you deny this photo this is isn't that uh, the cutest photo no way no way just the pride and excitement and uh katie's telling us that she was so excited to tell you first there we go yeah that's that's incredible so good so good yeah so that that was my personal celebration that is still i think i'm still enjoying the high of that celebration um as i continue into christmas eve because i'm telling you the news was that big it was that big yeah, to tell you the truth, I can see the look, the look of pride and joy all over your face, Ray. It's just, just incredible. A wonderful celebration, and I think it speaks so highly to the relationships that you develop that you want to be the first to tell you about this exciting news. So it's incredible. Oh, I'm telling you that, that I am stoked that she told mom that I needed a photo because I told her I saw her on Monday. I was like, I was like Harper, if I don't, I want to, I want to be the first one to know when this tooth comes out. So I'm thrilled. It was so good. There are also some holidays that we can celebrate. So I thought we'd also note, obviously, for many of you that are a part of the Christian faith, today is Christmas Eve. Um, Santa, I know, is a part of today. You can track him, and we'll continue to track him throughout the show. We have our, our feed still going, and Brad, I'm sure, will give us updates as we go, because tomorrow is the big Christmas holiday, which many, many, many families are celebrating. As we continue moving forward, um, there are other holidays today, but maybe the most noteworthy, and Brad, we did not prepare for this. It is World Eggnog Day. Can you tell me your opinion on eggnog? I am all for eggnog, with or without mix-ins. And so uh, a variety of mix-ins may find their way into the eggnog, Ray, from, you know, parts like Tennessee or uh, um, Kentucky or... Uh, oh, alcohol. Oh, yeah, right. Um, however, uh, just... Straight eggnog, maybe with a, okay, so maybe I'll ask you, with or without ice cubes, or how, what's your opinion there? Are you are you an eggnog fan, and do you put ice cubes in it? I want to be clear. I don't think I've ever had eggnog. So Brianna oh. is saying that her husband makes the best eggnog. Brie, can I request 
if you're claiming it's the best eggnog, can I try some sometime? I don't think I've ever had it. I've never had homemade eggnog. I mean, ours comes in a carton. So, wow, I'd, I'd, I'd love to try it too. If, if you can get express shipping to Canada, I'd, I'd be a very, very welcome consumer of that, Brie. I think you, we're about the same distance from Brienne. Like you're just north and I'm just, you know, west. I think that she can ship it. It'll be fine. Or at least, Ray, we can make an eggnog trek. I mean, it could be our mission to meet at Breeze. And of course, we're just inviting ourselves over. But hey, what's the holidays for? If not to invite yourself over to, you know, people like Bree. So we can make an eggnog journey to 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 meet up with Bree and, and try this recipe. Do you think it's inappropriate to say that because we're all going to be together in October 14th and 15th for the Teach Better Conference, and by the way, early bird registration is still open if you guys have not grabbed your ticket. Um, is it weird that like, since that's the first time in a long time we've all been together, there's like little things that I want to do that have nothing to do with the conference. Like I think Brianne's husband should make us eggnog and we should drink it together in October. Is that weird? Two things, Ray. I think, A, that's highly appropriate and not weird. And B, as I've come to know you, whenever you start something that says, do you think it would be inappropriate? I'm always like my, like, and the answer is always no. The answer is absolutely appropriate. Yes. You have the best ideas in the whole world. And I think that's another one of them. I think you just like to butter me up. You're just trying to get me, get me all joyful on this Christmas season, Brad. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, the Christmas season is for joy and, and, uh, you know, we've got a dairy theme going, we've got buttering you up and we've got, you know, the eggnog made with milk. And so I'm dairy sorry if I'm making you, you know, hungry or crave these foods. And okay. I do want to clarify, Brad, as we're going, and I apologize, I'm messing up our eggnog conversation because I do want to get to Alex's comment, but I just get a text message. Yes, to confirm, I did have two of the same mugs and yes, I did make two hot chocolates. In case Very good. Said. Yeah. Very good. Very much. Uh, Alex is saying he's lactose intolerant. And so he, um, but I'll drink some non boozy eggnog any day. Is there, there's dairy in eggnog, isn't there? Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing and hoping that there are some non dairy options that uh, are lactose free. Uh, there's all kinds of specialty products out there, but yeah, usually I'll enjoy it just with, uh, with, <laughs> with a couple of ice cubes uh, and occasionally just a, a dash of, uh, of bourbon or Canadian whiskey and we're good to go. So can I ask a dumb question, Brad? Every, I'm sh I really should save these questions for off the air to be like, hey, just tell me, is it served? Okay, this is the dumbest question ever because you said okay. ice cubes. So it's served cold. I thought it was a warm drink. It's not? Well, I think depending on how you make it and where you uh, consume it, it may be room temperature or cold. I've never had it warm, but maybe some of our viewers or listeners have had it warm. I've always had it cold out of the fridge and usually uh, poured over a couple of ice cubes. I like it cold, cold, not just room temperature cold. Okay. So again, we're going to have the dumbest conversation in the whole world. So I have a car, I have a container in my fridge of like chai tea latte mix and you like put the milk in, you like pour yeah. the chai tea part on it and then you mix it together and you can do that cold or hot. Does eggnog come that way? Do you mix it or is it all in one container? Uh, it comes in one container. Uh, it comes in like a, like a quart of milk kind of container um, where, where we buy it and you can just pick it up at the supermarket. It's actually in the dairy case or the dairy section. And yeah, it comes in a milk carton and you just pour it out. It's ready to drink. And Brie is uh, sharing their family recipe. And I know that, Many folks do create their own family recipe and uh, we just find it convenient just to pour it out of the fridge. So just to confirm, is it sweet? I mean, she says it has whipped cream in it on mm -hmm. it. So is it sweet? 
Yeah, it is sweet. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's got a flavor of um of milk, nutmeg, sugar. Uh, it's got a creamy consistency, and uh, you know, just like o oyster stew or gefilte fish, it, it may not be for everyone, but uh, uh, it it is a holiday go to where I am. Well, I am dying to try it. Nikki is in the comments telling us that we are 294 days away from the Teach Better 2022 conference. Thank goodness Nikki is keeping count. If you guys have not bought your tickets for Teach Better Conference 2022, please go do that. I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but I feel extremely confident that we will sell out only because I know that we're keeping our numbers extremely low. Yes, because of COVID, but really because we believe in a very intimate environment where you get to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with every single person at the event. We really believe in this event representing the core value of the Teach Better community, which is being in community. And so I'm excited for us to have this countdown, Nikki. That's wonderful. And Ray, as I glance over at uh, my Santa Tracker monitor, if I if I look carefully, I yeah, I can confirm there are several Teach Better conference tickets in Santa's sack of presents. So, you know, some of those tickets are already spoken for and are on their way to the recipient. So don't sleep on this opportunity, whether it's Christmas Eve or or New Year's Day. This is going to be an awesome opportunity for our viewers and listeners to get together and celebrate and learn from the best of the best. And Brad, I know that you're going to have the, your Santa tracker open all day long because obviously this is an, a very exciting event. For those of you who may not have experienced this before, there are so many like clickable things in here to learn about different communities and, and learn about different traditions that happen over Christmas. You can see pictures of these communities. I, I just, I love that this is such an interactive experience. I could spend all day just clicking and learning and uh, find, actually, I would just, I just enjoy zooming in and zooming out and changing the perspective on that. And uh, once again, I mean, all, all credit to NORAD and to all of the partners around the world that are, are making this happen and are fully invested in making sure that uh, those that uh, celebrate Christmas or those that, you know, look forward to Santa's arrival have an opportunity to do so with, uh, with great anticipation, right? I love it. I love it. I do want to get to the good news story, but Alex is making fun of me because I may have admitted um, a few things to Alex that I, I wish I hadn't said out loud, but he wants to know if uh, he can come bring me eggnog and require me to watch Christmas vacation. Mm. I will say, I do. I did learn this year that I have some movies that I need to catch up on. I have. I have only one thing on my calendar today, which was daily drop-in. My plan originally, Brad, was to kind of sit and have a relaxing day, maybe do a little bit of work and watch Masterclass. I don't know if you've ever watched Masterclass, but I am yeah. obsessed. Um, maybe I need to switch it out and do Christmas Vacation as a break throughout the day. What I can do, Ray, is offer a brief synopsis of Christmas Vacation. It stars Arnold Schwarzenegger as a uh, as an undercover cop who uh, actually uh, on his on his uh, on his job he goes into a kindergarten class and plays the role of a kindergarten teacher it, it's quite a comic romp and i think you'll really enjoy it when you have a chance to see it i don't believe you that's the real deal yeah that's that's the synopsis of christmas vacation arnold schwarzenegger undercover police officer kindergarten class it's it's a can't miss. It's a can't miss movie, Ray. It's a classic. Well, Brad, have you seen Elf? Uh, I've yeah, I've I've seen Elf. Yep, uh, uh, Elf with Will Ferrell, and it's outstanding. Um, you know, and uh, I'd be a cotton a cotton headed ninny muggins if I hadn't seen Elf, Ray. Have you seen it too? 
I love that movie. Yes, that I might need to watch today. I just saw it on my list of movies uh, early yesterday as I was scrolling through. So Elf might need to be on the list today. I'd like you to know that if there's, if I can save you some time so you can really dig into Masterclass, and I want to hear more about that, by the way, but if I can provide you with any other movie synopses, I'm happy to do that because then you can you can save your precious viewing time for Masterclass and you can know that I've got your back in terms of the must-see movies, right? I appreciate that. Joe is also jumping in with It's a Wonderful Life. I love It's a Wonderful Life. I also love White Christmas. I think I like White Christmas more, but again, we don't need to debate this. I know that's a very very hot topic. What masterclass are you into right now? And what are you learning? Brad, you are opening a can of worms. Okay. For those who are not in masterclass, think teach better Academy yep. with celebrities. Mm -hmm. So like almost as good. Um, I am obsessed. I know it's a little pricey, but right now for the holiday season, because you know, I'm apparently doing an ad for masterclass, you get one free subscription. So I was actually gifted a subscription to Masterclass, which means I get an entire year free. Holy moly. I don't think this person knew that they were like, you know, opening a can of worms by gifting gifting this to me. Because to be honest, Brad, I have been looking at Masterclass at least over the last year or two and been like so close to pulling the trigger, like entering in the credit card information yeah. and then deciding not to spend the money and not doing it. I am obsessed with it now. I think I've taken nine classes in about a week yeah and the one i'm in right now is the uh, chief uh, executive officer officer of vogue who's doing a master class on leadership fascinating wow fascinating. so when you, when you say master class you're actually talking master classes because my my focus was on you know the course that you're in but you've this subscription includes access to multiple classes from you know all of these folks and all these lines of work yeah, so it's it's similar. Okay, so for those of you that use the academy, that's why I keep relating it. It's similar to the academy where there's a lot of different classes to take. And then when you enter into the academy, there's all these different modules and episodes. Um, Masterclass does things a little bit differently, as they should, and it feels more like you're watching a documentary. So there is some modeling, there is some activities. Though I just watched one with Bobby Brown, the famous Bobby Brown, and there was like a workbook. But I do have to say. Everything that I've watched feels very much like you're you're watching a very well conducted interview of mm -hmm. these famous entrepreneurs or or um, artists or photographers or I mean elected officials are on there. Um, wow. It's it's fascinating. I'm I'm very much into documentaries and this feels like a great vibe for me. Uh, Canadian astronaut uh, Chris ha Chris Hadfield I think has a master class or a course in astrophysics that I, I've seen uh, advertised and I've been really curious. You, you've really got me curious about master class now, Ray. Maybe I'll find that in uh, a Christmas stocking or maybe I'll find that on a Boxing Day special. I know that, uh, you know, my Facebook and Instagram loves nothing more than to serve me up targeted advertising based on, you know, my searches. And so I, I can fully expect master class to be coming to my screen really soon. I know. And I will tell you a warning, like truly I put it off and put it off. I didn't pull the trigger on, on purchasing it. And I will tell you last year was the time around the holidays that I had my credit card information in there, almost pulled the trigger because I loved that you buy two subscriptions. You can gift one to somebody. I didn't end up doing it last year, but major regrets. I'm enjoying it now. So Brad, I think if you end up pulling the trigger, make sure you do it over the holiday season so you can gift it to somebody else. I'm going to have to alternate, Ray, because I'm going to be digging into Teach Better Academy as well. 
Uh, I know Jeff Gargas has an incredible course out uh, about writing your own book. I'm really eager to dig into that. And maybe I can find a masterclass with an author that will encourage me to, to do just that, just, just to find and share my story out. And I'd encourage all of our viewers and listeners to, to check out both courses. There are so many. Oh my gosh. The writing section of writers sharing their, their tips and tricks is in abundance. It's so cool. Um, but we are off. We are completely off our conversation, Brad. We, we are breaking all the rules for sure. Got to reel things back in. No, this is what it's all about, Ray, is letting the conversation take us where it takes us. And uh, I think our viewers and listeners are better for it. Anyway, so we'll good. get things back on track. Brad, can you give us an update on Santa? And then can you do tell us um, some good news today? Because obviously we haven't had enough. enough. We definitely want our, our good news story. Yep, yeah, Brad absolutely. is putting on his headphones to talk to Santa's elves yeah um so i'm 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 seeing rate right, of uh, five and a half uh, five um five hundred and a half million gifts delivered so far um i see santa's magic it looks like santa's magic is powering him uh over uh, micronesia in the pacific ocean right now and so you know time consuming to stop on each and every one of those little islands I, i'm hoping that santa has some kind of a, a ups or a uh, some kind of a, a system where he can make one drop and then, you know, his helpers in Micronesia will distribute them to all the different islands. But uh, that's where he's at right now. Uh, he's heading for uh, the Kuro Islands in seven minutes, Pacific love Ocean. It. Love it. Love it. What's our good news today, Brad? Well, I, I said earlier that I went right to the top and, and viewers might think that I have some kind of divine connection, but I, my, my mom is divine. I'll tell you that much. And so my uh, good news story today comes from Brad's mom. You might remember, Ray, we uh, shared a good news story from my mom uh, several months ago when we were reflecting on this StoryWorth memoir project that uh, your grandmother and my mom have been involved in. So this comes right from my mom. Uh, the good news is about our mottos. Ray, Ray, would you say that you have a motto or could express your motto in a few words? Well, I mean, I love the teach better motto, right? Better today, better tomorrow. Like, right? That's kind of fun. I kind of thought so. And uh, the, my mom was asked, you know, if you had a motto, what would it be? And I was really uh, inspired and uh, heartwarmed by her response. So I, I thought I would share it out just as a, a reflection and an opportunity for us to look forward to the holiday season and, and, and to a new year where we might be selecting sort of a one word or a philosophy or a focus for the year. So my yes. mom writes... And Brad, I want to get to this. I want to challenge our listeners. As we're listening to Brad's mom's story, I would love to have you all share your mottos in the comments so in a few minutes we can touch on them. So what is your motto? I love this prompt. And Brad, we're excited to hear what mom's response was. Mom writes, although we don't always recognize or even acknowledge it, we all have something inside us that guides us along in life. A motto is just that expression of a guiding rule of conduct. It's our little bumper push that gets us through each day. Each of us has our own unique plan that guides us and keeps us going every day. For me, it has always been to do something for someone else to make their day a little better. I don't mean that it needs to be drastic in order to change a life. It only needs to alter the moment or day for somebody. A friendly smile, opening a door for a person, or allowing someone to get in line ahead of you changes the moment. It doesn't need to be to be a big effort. It just has to be something that guides and forwards someone through do, sorry through their day. Doing something or anything just for the sake of doing it will make your day, especially someone else's, 
to be even better. Mm. Wow. Holy moly. Talk about a woman that is good with her words. Oof. This, this has been one of the gifts uh, that I've talked with you about, Ray, of the story with Project is, is really discovering uh, and, and being certain that my mom has an incredible uh, talent and, and voice for writing. Uh, it, it also reminds me of, you know, your motto, you know, better, uh, better today, better tomorrow. And, and making lives better is, is what you and I do and what our, you know, our, our educator family does and, and what our Teach Better family does is, is try to share what we're learning and to lighten someone's day, uh, brighten someone's day. And uh, it, it's really, it's, it's really incredible to see the ripple effects of, of my mom's philosophy that she modeled and continues to model for me and my family. And, and this is, you know, this is how I'm, this is how I'm wired to Ray is to, is to try to improve lives for others, even in small ways that, that let them know that they're not alone. Hmm. So important. And I think that I love that your mother was able to articulate the importance of a motto, the power that it has to even proclaim that you have a motto in and of itself has such power. We are getting a lot of comments, people on Facebook and, and uh, YouTube and everywhere else saying, you know, mottos like kindness always matters or find play every day is opportunities for us to just be reminded of the important things as we move throughout our day. That's so powerful. I love that. My motto is let no one pass by unacknowledged. And I can really see where that comes from, you know, a combination both of, of experience, but also uh, the modeling of my mom, the modeling of my parents. And uh, we, we live what we learn. Uh, and obviously I learned that uh, with a wonderful example of my mom. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to share that forward in my daily life. So cool. I love this. You know, Brad, originally I was thinking, you know, let's have some goofy conversation. We'll kind of like close up, close up shop when, you know, we've hit that, you know, a close to the hour mark. We're finishing up some hot chocolate. There's been such, such fun that we've been able to have going live on Christmas Eve for daily drop-in. But I will say, Brad, will it feel like a completed Friday if we don't play our favorite jingle? I think we need to really dig into our favorite jingle and maybe dig into a little conversation recapping another great week on Daily Drop-In. We uh, the Educators have invested their time uh, each day with us and with uh, you and Jeff. So let's celebrate them as we uh, move ahead to the end of the episode. All right. Well, simply because we want to do a recap for you, but mostly because we want to play this this song. We'll be right back. All right, friends, we are finishing up daily drop-in here on Christmas Eve. We've been able to track Santa all morning long, drinking hot chocolate and whipped cream and enjoying some wonderful reminiscing on holiday celebrations, goofy stories, gross food, and everything in between. I love the focus on mottos. We'd love for you to continue to share your mottos with us, even if, even if you're watching this after the fact. We'd love to continue to hear from you. Brad, we had an incredible week this week. We have an incredible week coming up. So let's go through this real quick. On Monday morning, um, Jeff Gargas ditched me. Isn't that wasn't that this week? He ditched me Monday morning on the twentieth. Ouch! Yeah. Ouch! I, I, I'm wondering if you're bouncing back okay from that horrible experience, and if you're back on speaking terms with Jeff. You know, I'm not speaking to him. No, he's he's yeah. on my list, um, the naughty list. However, I will tell you, 
Um, Katie Miglin came live with me and we had a ball getting to talk shop and hang out and goof around on a Monday morning. I do have to tell you though, it that feels like it was a year ago. Like that uh -huh. seems ages ago. Was that pre or post lost tooth? Oh, oh, Brad. The lost tooth happened yesterday. So uh, we were okay. pre lost tooth when we went live, but I did end up uh, seeing her later that day in person with her beautiful family to celebrate the um, the cookie decorating we did. So oh, that's hoping, right. Wonderful. Yeah, I'm hoping the cookie decorating kind of helped with the lost tooth later that week. I don't know that a cookie officially did it, but you know, maybe it was maybe it was a type of encouragement for sure. Well, as we uh, dig deeper into our recap, I just like all of our viewers and listeners to hold on to their naked cookies because they ne you never know what's going to be coming up next. That may have been that may have been the title of Monday's episode. If you missed it, go go learn about naked cookies. Ray, I think that could be the title of your of your memoir. Hold on to your naked cookies, the Ray Hewitt story. I really like that, Brad. You know, I, I wrote a book in 2019. I wrote mm -hmm. another book in 2020. There, I don't have one coming up at all. Maybe maybe there needs to be a, a naked cookie chron chronicles or something that comes. I next. think kind of a combination of you know life experience, your memoir, and mm -hmm. and recipes in between each mm -hmm. one. Will you write it with me? Because you should know that I barely have any of those to be able to craft up a book. I'd be happy to. I, 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 at the very least, I'd be happy to proofread and 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 play an editing role. So count you're me in. So, you're so sweet that way. I loved it. I love it. On the 21st, Carrie Pitstick, our incredible Carrie Pitstick oh. from the Tooth Better team, joined our conversation. And again, this whole week was actually focused on classroom management. So for those of you who um, didn't catch this week's theme, there were so many good tidbits, reminders on those fundamentals of classroom management, an emphasis on routines, understanding the phases of your classroom, kind of all those pieces. So Carrie added a lot of information on that Tuesday. That was an incredible conversation. I, I so admire everything that Carrie does. She literally does all the things and does them so well and so invitationally. And, and your conversation, like the conversations with other guests this week, was not just about the routines and rules and procedures, but it was about the, the environment in which these routines and procedures are captured. Uh, and as we look ahead to the end of uh, winter break and the, the beginning of a new school year, it, it's going to be reestablishing that caring environment and, and giving kids a reason again to look forward to coming to school and to leave your classroom feeling glad they were there. Uh, and that's what kept coming up again and again with mm -hmm. your guests. Oh my gosh, so much. Yeah, Omar was live with us on Wednesday mm -hmm. and Thursday we had LaShonda. Those are both two new faces to Teach Better Family, but I have following them on social media for, for quite some time now. They were incredible new um, family members to our community because they were each able to focus on different things. One of them was located in California. The other was in Florida. And these are both very passionate educators that were able to share their voices, share their tips and tricks and all the work that they continue to do. I, I have to tell you, I felt like this week was phenomenal for interviewing mm -hmm. um, new people, but LaShonda blew me away. Yesterday's episode yep. stuck with me. Uh, the fact that she's contributing both inside schools and giving us a system perspective as well um, as an aspiring board member, it, it, just incredible. And the dedication that uh, LaShonda and Omar before her on Wednesday uh, and, and Carrie and Katie, I mean, the, the commitment to education inside and out is what really, well, marked all of our guests this week. And it really marks the Teach Better philosophy is, you know, doing what you can, where you can uh, to improve outcomes for kids in, in whatever role you have. So it was it was a real pleasure. And, I, and now I'm a very happy follower of, of all of those folks. Thanks to those interviews.
Yeah, definitely go check those out, friends, if you missed it. Those were honestly just like really, really fun conversations. Good to throw out in the background as you're cooking later today or out on a walk with the dog. Throw throw it in your uh, headphones and, and let us know what you think. You know, Brad, as we finish up, I think we do need to touch on next week because next week is a different week for Daily Drop-In. I want to make sure that people feel prepared and supported as we head into a little bit of a different format for the next five days, next seven days, I guess. Yeah, I, 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 I'm excited to tune in because you're going to be building a crib. Uh, and I've never built a crib before. Um, it, do I have to get, wait a second, I, we're, not, we're not building a crib, Ray? What's going on? Not a crib, but I don't know if you saw my email a few days ago, Brad. I did ask everybody if they wanted to build a snowman. Oh. And then if you open the email, I said, nah, me neither, but how about a grid? <laughs> oh, it's grid building week. Grid Each building. and every day next week on Daily Drop-In. Uh, Ray and uh, Chad and other guests are going to be walking viewers and later listeners through uh, the nuts and bolts of building a grid. So uh, this is something I'm really excited about tuning into too, right? Just to see it actually come together in action right before my eyes. And I really love the format. So for those of you to really kind of wrap your head around next week, going to be very transparent. So 7 a.m. Eastern, normal daily drop-in time, Chad or I will be live with a guest and as we are live with this guest, this is these are guests from members of them that teach better family. These are educators in the trenches that have classrooms that work with students. We have invited one per morning to join us. And truly, the only thing we've asked them to do is bring us a standard or target or topic that they want to build a grid from. So all of these educators are doing incredible things. They all are aware of the grid method, but have never... Um, built a grid before. We're excited to celebrate them. So every single morning for um, our daily drop-in time slot, we'll be live truly doing the beginning works of a grid, having those brainstorming conversations, discussing what different resources or um, pieces, components we need to look into when we are building our instructional mastery framework grid. And the best part is that it's all by subject area. So regardless of when you tune in, you'll be able to not only hear from other educators, hear from whatever you know types of students they work with in terms of age range, but then also we're focusing on different subject areas. So there is a lot to be discussed and a lot to be learned. Such a cool opportunity to see it come together from the inside out, because I, I think it can be a very daunting task or prospect to, to build a grid, to build a framework that's that may be completely new to you and, and, and new to your students in terms of structuring and organizing learning, but the opportunity to see it come together uh, in real time uh, and to know what kind of investment uh, you're going to make as an educator if you you know if you uh, make a transition to even a, a beginning a beginning grid. Um, I'm really looking forward to digging in all the the variety of uh, subject areas and the opportunity to learn from the best is just uh, really, really enticing for me, right? Well, and Brad, truly, I think the hardest part with a grid, and I know this is like a very, very dramatic statement, but the hardest part is getting started. Like, I feel like whenever I'm doing this conversation with an educator, usually it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation and we just happen to be live streaming it next week. Um, once we kind of like sketch out what we're doing, every educator that I've talked to afterwards is like, okay, now I feel so much more comfortable doing the rest of it. But getting started is is tricky and getting started based on a grade level and subject looks different. You shouldn't be teaching first graders the same way that we teach sophomores in high school. And so um, I think this is going to be a really valuable conversation. It's one that 
Many members of the Teach Better team literally have hundreds of times a week, and we're so excited to be able to model that here on the live show. So if you're interested, again, guests joining us all week, there'll be benefits of watching different subject areas, watching different educators brainstorm. There's going to be a lot of benefits to jumping in, hopefully every single day next week. However, if you're looking for subject specifics, we are doing science on Monday, reading on Tuesday, social studies on Wednesday, math on Thursday, and writing on Friday. And I'm so excited for the one and only Chattershowski, the creator of the grid method, to be facilitating a number of those conversations next week. Ray, will all of these be available later? I know that our daily drop-in has a time shifter option. So if, if someone happens to miss a day, where can they catch up? Yeah, absolutely. I won't lie. I'm not quite sure how this is going to work for the podcast. I think we are adding it as an episode of the podcast, but I don't think you're going to be able to gain as much from it because we really will be sharing our screens to For show sure. you, uh, you know, a lot of discussion. But um, yes, you can always grab it there. Everything's recorded and saved. Um, probably the easiest spot is to go on our YouTube channel. And then once the week is done, they'll all be uploaded as um, a free course in our academy as well. So if you're a part of the Teach Better Academy, you'll be able to access that free course as well. So, so cool. Sounds like an awesome opportunity to learn and an opp awesome opportunity to come together uh, as a network to um, to share something foundational that can really improve outcomes for kids and, and it really improve uh, your enjoyment of, of what we do as educators. Wow, that's going to be so good. So Brad, I know that you are headed into a full day of celebrating with family the next few days of enjoying some family time. I hope you have an incredible Christmas. Merry Christmas, friend. This is so exciting. Oh, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and, and to everybody who is uh, listening, watching and celebrating. Uh, enjoy the enjoy the coming days. And for educators, uh, take the opportunity to, you know, really intentionally connect with the, the people and the activities and the things that you love. I mean, you educators invest so much on a daily and a weekly and a monthly basis. And, and we really need to take time to celebrate and honor what we do as educators and why we do it. Uh, and we can't do that without having opportunities to restore our energy. So, you know, may this be a time of, you know, of restoration, reconnection, uh, joy, excitement, and, uh, just uh, you know, take the time that you need to uh, to honor yourself uh, over these holidays. And, and Ray, how, how do you plan to spend the next uh, two or three days uh, over the Christmas break? Uh, lots of family, lots of food, lots of celebrating, and lots of Christmas movies. Let me tell yeah. you, it's happening. You know, Brad, can we get one quick update on where Santa is before we go? Yeah, 100%. Uh, last seen in uh, Russia, uh, creeping up on 650 million gifts delivered. Um, I, there's gotta be a lot of gift cards in, in that bag in, in order for Santa to, to make it all over the world with, with, with all of these things. And, Imagine. but, um, you know, continue to track Santa, uh, continue to, you know, celebrate, uh, the good times that the, uh, the winter holidays bring and, uh, and Ray it truly is a gift, uh, mm -hmm. for me to spend this time with you every week. And we've had a wonderful, uh, half year of daily drop-in and I'm very much looking forward to continuing uh, this gift of time with you in 2022. So true. So true. Friends, we hope you have an incredible Christmas Eve and a wonderful Christmas holiday. If you're celebrating, even if you're not celebrating, we hope you have an incredible Friday, wonderful weekend. Brad, are we cheersing our hot chocolate before we go? 100%. All right, friends, we appreciate you. Cheers. Happy holidays. And we will uh, see you next time. Happy weekend. We'll see you later. Happy. <laughs> Thank you.